0: I'm here today to discuss elite fitness fitness performance as a real estate agent running. The, the, so I have Mr. Justin Goritz live with me right now. And we're hi, here today hi. because, what's up, man? We're here today because this guy just did something audacious, okay? So what I want you to do, Justin, is introduce yourself, first of all, uh, and give us a little bit, just like a quick inside scoop of what you just did. Well, so my
1: name is Justin Gortz. I'm from Winnipeg, uh, Manitoba, Canada. Uh, For those of you that don't know where Winnipeg is. uh, Basically, long story short, I ran an ultra marathon. Um, It's a little bit different than a regular. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. (laughs) Boom is right. Uh, A little bit different than a regular marathon because there's no running on concrete. Nothing straight. It's all zigzagging, weaving trails up and down. And it's, yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's a quite a, quite a, quite a task to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That's that's some
0: some David Goggins stuff right there. I don't know if any of you guys listening right now have heard of David Goggins, but he's ran ultra marathons. So that's the kind of level that we're talking about right now. So Justin, continue. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I'm just excited. That's crazy. Oh, yeah.
1: So anyways, I basically uh, basically started running back in January when I started working with Taj. And it was, you know, it was yep. cold as hell out here in Winnipeg. You know, we were down to, I, there were some days I was going out running. It was like minus 50 outside. And like those were not long runs. I started off by doing, you know, 15, 20 minute runs uh, just to get my feet wet. I used to run like a little bit when I was back in high school, but I really haven't done much of it since. Uh, so I just kind of started off slow, like this was never my, never my goal to actually, um, was to actually run a marathon or anything like that. Uh, it was just, I was just doing it for, for fitness um, and to get my cardio in. So then I ended up basically, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine and he's like, Hey, well, let's do the marathon, the, the, the regular length marathon that we got here in the, in Winnipeg. So yeah, we uh, signed up for it and yeah, then, that's what you told me.
0: That's what, yeah, like that was. That's the, what he told me. He was like, "I'm going to do a marathon." I was like, "That's awesome. Sounds good." And then just, yeah. <laughs> so, how did it change from marathon yeah. to ultra? Well, because he, uh,
1: it was, it was one of those nights. You know, I was strolling through Instagram. I had a buddy of mine, and he's like big into the, the running, the running world. So, what yeah. uh, he, he puts together this race just outside of Brandon, Manitoba, um, okay. and basically it's just, it's called uh, Race the North base. because I guess the, the hills out there in Brandon they call them the North Face hills. So basically what uh, what it was, was it was three weeks after the marathon, which I mean, I, I did a little bit of research and you're only supposed to run like one of those distances every, you know, couple months. But I was like, ah, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in good shape. I'll just take some time off in between and, and ended up going for it. So ran the, right. ran the full marathon at the beginning of September on the 6th and then on the 26th. So 20 days later, I ran the, uh, ran the ultra marathon. So yeah. Yeah. So it it, yeah, it was it was tough on the body and like I I play a whole bunch of sports and whatnot. So, you know, the it actually I found that the running actually helps my knees is like a lot of people don't really believe that when you say it, but I kinda I kinda walk like a duck otherwise. So I, no I kind of walk with my feet outwards, but when I'm running, I run straight. So if I ever have knee problems, I just go for a run or a knee pain or anything like that. And it like corrects my corrects my posture. So it was kind of like a, a double-edged sword there. It really, really helped out, which was nice.
0: That's crazy. But, That's I don't know if you guys heard yeah. that, but uh, <laughs> Justin just said that for him, his knees feel better running. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Everybody's different, right? Everybody's different. So I want to ask you this. Um, How were you able to balance training for an ultra marathon while still producing results as a realtor? And for everybody out there right now, just so you guys know, Justin Gortz is a realtor out in Winnipeg, Manitoba at Sequoia One Real Estate, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Perfect. So, So he's been able to maintain... The relationship with his clients. He's been able to maintain his business production while still training for elite athletic performance. So I want you to explain to us how you were able to do that.
1: Uh, so basically what I did was it was it was quite tough because there's a few there's a number of elements with it. Like uh, for those of the people that don't know, like our, our climate in Winnipeg is extremely hot in summer, like extremely, extremely hot. So, and you can't really run when it's, you know, 30 some degrees out, like that's Celsius for everybody listening. And that's uh, talking in Fahrenheit, but yeah, if it's it, we're 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 looking at some very hot, hot temperatures, so it was it got down to the point where I was just having to wake up basically before the sun in the summer right. if I was planning on getting some training done. Uh, I kind of stuck with uh, having setting certain goals every week for my distances too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would I would eat, I would try and stay on track for like anywhere from 100, 120 to hundred and fifty kilometers a month uh, for the months wow. leading up to it and. So it basically it was, you know, I run one half marathon a week and then a 10K and a 5K will pretty well put me right into that, uh, that range. So,
0: right.
1: yeah, so because I, you know, you can run every day, but then it starts to take a toll on other, other parts of your body too. So I just kind of wanted, I figured I was training for distance. So I th- thought it was a better, uh, better idea to, you know, do my, do my longer runs and just kind of stay on track with that. Right. Uh, and then I also had a, a group of a couple other guys. We called ourselves uh, a team Runfar, and uh, no. those uh, a couple, yeah. So the, a couple of those guys did the ultramarathon too. And we uh, basically we'd meet up, you know, 6:30, 7 a.m., um, early morning, and just do like random sprints and all all the kind of the training that you wouldn't uh, normally expect. Um, so, so that's kind of what helped me stay on track quite a bit. And, you know, I took, it took a little bit, I took, it took the breaks off a little bit in the gym, um, just because this was my primary focus, right. It was to, I had this, in, these impending days coming up. Yeah. Um, and you know, I had impending doom. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and like, I, yeah. I, I, I hadn't run, uh, before doing the marathon, which was, you know, 42 kilometers, I hadn't done a, I didn't, I hadn't done anything over like 32 33 kilometers so it's it was it was a bit of a it was pretty well when i was doing the marathon right after you hit that 31 32 that's when everything shut down so my body was good my body was conditioned to run up to that far but then yeah. it was just like that extra you know 10k uh, 10k on the back end that uh, really starts to take a toll on your body so
0: but- let's let's go through this and and for anybody new joining right now we're talking about we're talking about running a, uh, an ultra marathon while producing results as a real estate agent for anybody who's new. Um, and so I want you to take us through that. I want you to take us through. Yeah. Let's let's break it down. Because how long is an ultra for anybody out there who doesn't know? Uh, so
1: this one, it's an ultra is basically anything that's over a marathon. So this one was 50 kilometers. Yeah. So it's it's 50 kilometers. Yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's uh, in one day, in one
0: in one and in one sitting. No one regrets, shot, right? One shot. Okay, so fifty quarters. Cool yeah, one, and shot. one shot.
1: Yeah. So basically, so, they have eight stations set up, and you, you know, you, you you go in there, you get some carbs in you, you fill up your water bottle, and then you get going again. So right. no real uh, no real downtime. At yeah. All, so so
0: it, let's let take us through the. Why don't you take us through segments, maybe in quarters or in half or in thirds of the actual marathon itself? What was going through your head? and kind of how you actually were able to stay going stay with it yeah exactly. so it it was Let's, good i ran the
1: ran the I first i ran the first half with uh, with a buddy of mine actually he ended up with some knee pain so he wasn't able to uh, to continue on but we so and then basically we were we we're going at a pretty good pace for the for the first half but it's 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 hard because when you start a race everybody wants to take off right off the bat right. so like you know your fastest kilometers of the race or They're usually gonna be your first ones because everybody's excited about it. Um, So, and then you just kind of have to settle into your pace. I mean, I went in there like with the expectation, like things are gonna hurt by the end of this race. You know, things aren't going to feel good. I'm going to have pain in places I didn't know I had. I'm going to struggle with this for the next X amount of hours. So I kind of went in there with a clear mindset, like knowing that there was gonna be parts of this race that were gonna suck and just having to deal with them. So that was kind of the the mindset going in. So the first the first twenty five k weren't bad, and then I started started back out on the on the second twenty five k. And they have they have an aid station every thirteen kilometers, so it was like 13, 25, 38, and then back at the at the finish line. Um, so basically that first that 25 to 38 kilometers it was was probably the toughest stretch of it i would say because the way that it was set up was you do the first you know seven kilometers of that um in the bush because this is all on a single track trail um and that's winding through the forest and steep up and downs and whatnot but uh the the toughest part was they actually take you up onto these hills and you're basically running on top of the hills up and down and like this, for some reason, we had a twenty-eight degree day in late September in Winnipeg, which is not normal. Plus the humidity, so like it, you're, Jeez. it's just absolutely scorching hot. There's no trees around, like there's no shade. So you're up there for you know hour, hour and a half in this, you know, basically in a sauna, and you're just oh, like man. struggling to get through it. Like you, I started. Once I got down to the aid station at the bottom, I, you know, I took a good, a good rest there, grabbed some water. And then like, you start, like you start hallucinating after a while too. Right. Because you know, your body doesn't like, you're not sure what's, what's going on. You keep thinking right. there are these signs that I kept passing. And basically I was just like, I don't know why I'm looking for the signs because I'm not following the signs I'm following flags, but I couldn't like, I kept trying to follow the signs so it was you get you get pretty turned around you get pretty confused in there and like you don't really know what's up and down you can't really like you can't have a conversation with anybody because you don't you're not thinking straight you're not thinking straight your body's exhausted so you know i ended up ended up hallucinating pretty good for pretty good for a couple kilometers there and then i just uh i saw the eight hour mark closing in and i was like hey i gotta i got an hour i got eight kilometers left i'm like i really gotta pick this up here so I basically just went and started digging deep and i was just like i'm just gonna get through this I threw my headphones back in because you know you got to take a break from listening to music for a while when you're out there right. so threw the head headphones back in and he just kind of just went for it i just went for it and wow. i just i ended up recording like some of the fastest kilometers that i did were actually on that back back eight kilometers just because i just started clipping it i was like i'm almost there I'm almost there. So yeah, I does, just yeah. kind of kept myself going yeah, just got to dig deep and you know, I, my body was feeling good, surprisingly, like uh, it was, wasn't having too much pain anywhere. So but. I was just like, yeah, I mean, may as well just go for it. So, so yeah, that's, that's nice. uh, that was kind of how it was, you know, I got, I got to the finish line and i basically just got over the finish line and you know laid down on the ground and got somebody to pass me a Gatorade and a water and just started dousing myself with it to cool down and yeah. laid there for about half an hour, and <laughs> had, some, had some snacks. Oh yeah. Just oh, crazy. Laid, laid Right there. Yeah. Crazy. I thought it was kind of funny because I actually, I, I was so sore at the end of it. Uh, once I was starting to walk it off, I just like saw a nice, a nice grassy spot and I almost fell on this guy's lunch and I just like laid down beside his lunch and like, I didn't even try and move after it. I didn't even, I couldn't, I just looked at him when he came over to grab his stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like this guy guy was one of the volunteers there and I'm just like laying on his lunch. I'm sure he (laughs) understood.
0: I'm sure he understood. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Holy no, smokes. It
1: was, it was great. The guys there were, uh, the guys that, that were there and the girls that put it on and all the volunteers, man, they were, they were so supportive, too. So they helped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they helped out quite a bit. Every time you come into an aid station or the finish line, everybody's cheering. Everybody's, you know, ranting and raving and, and yelling and, you know, just pushing right. you. So everybody was super, <laughs> super nice and super kind about it, which which definitely helped out quite a bit.
0: Yeah. yeah so, that was, so uh, you know what I'm curious about? Because what you just explained sounds a hell of a lot like a contest prep, right? Yeah. I know exactly what that feels like. Obviously different because that's just one straight shot in one day of just craziness yeah. with a lot of training up leading up. But a prep is basically the same thing where that last stretch of between two to four weeks, depending on the person, is just straight up like hell and you have to dig deep. So I know exactly what yeah. that feels like. Um, but what I want to ask you, I'm curious about this. How do you think, how do you think setting ultra high goals like this fitness wise, what does it do for your discipline? What does it do for your work ethic? What does it do for your mindset shifting towards business? Not just for fitness, but when you set and achieve these mega fitness, high performance goals do you feel as though it benefits other areas of your life like your business like your productivity like your performance
1: i think it i think it does for sure because you know you have, you really have to schedule things in like you really have to start to schedule your fitness in so you right. know if i'm if i'm like uh, i got i'm planning on doing cuz it's tuesday today i'm planning on doing a 25k run tomorrow so it's like, you really got to schedule these things in. So once you're, once you're blocking, really blocking off time for fitness, you realize that you block, you have to block your time off for work. And if you're right. t- taking your fitness, like that important of actually blocking off time for it, it makes the rest of your rest of your time just as serious. Right. So you, right. you can really, once, once, once you're competitive in one thing, you gotta be, it just transfers over yes. and you're competitive in something else too. So, yes. it, so it, it ends up, yeah so it, it basically it just switches your mindset to just kind of be on the ball with everything and you know it's uh you, t- you take things a lot more a lot more serious when it comes to when it comes to that because you know you see you see yourself achieving these goals in fitness and you know you're doing it all by yourself a lot of the time or you're doing it with the trainer but at the end of the day it's it's you that's going to the gym so you know working in a commission-based uh basically a commission based field. Um, you know, it's just you that you're looking out for at the end of the day. So you really got, you really got to be getting, that's right. getting out there and getting it done, right? Because nobody's nobody's to gonna do any of the stuff for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, to hunt. you gotta hunt. So
0: absolutely. Yeah, you gotta
1: he. They're they're huge components. Like they tie into each other. You gotta if you're if you can be competitive in one, you gotta be competitive in another.
0: So yeah, no, exactly right. And and that's that's something that I noticed as well. Um, over the last uh, over the last few years, like I've taken two years off of competing myself. Um, yeah. and even though I've built my I've grown my business exponentially in those last two years, I've done really well. Um, there's still like a part like like that deep competition edge, if you want to call it mm-hmm. ferocity kind of missing, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. so that's why I'm actually getting back to competing next year. so that's super exciting. but no, I think. Yeah what you what you just did other people need to start doing and what and and technically technically what i call what you just did i call it a milestone goal like a fitness milestone goal right if you're the type of person who wants to produce massive results in your business you know with your fitness in any area of your life it always helps to have a milestone goal so if you can set yourself a goal you're like maybe you're maybe you're 60 pounds overweight setting yourself a goal to run a 5k that's a milestone. Yeah. And then from there, set yourself a goal to run a 10K. If you're going to go the running route, right? Or maybe you're a guy who wants to get on stage. Set yourself the goal of just building 10 pounds of muscle. You know, milestone goals over time help you get out of your comfort zone, help you to execute the things that you want to do. And it's it's less of an option when you actually have a deadline on it, when you actually have a deadline on your yeah. goals, when you have the impending doom of being like, hey, I'm about to run 50K. In two months, if I don't train this week, I'm going to be absolutely effed. <laughs> if, I, yeah. if I try, if I try to go run that, I'm, my feet are going to be bleeding. I'm going to be puking. Going to, <laughs> it's going to be terrible, right? So, yeah, my fitness milestone goals allow a person to really dig deep and kind of really look to block things in as they need to, and it actually puts urgency on your goals as well. Would you say that?
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Because, you know, like, especially if you've got a a date coming up, like a race, you can't make an excuse to change it because they're not running, they're not doing the race the next weekend. You got to, you know, you literally have that option or you don't do it. Right. So you got to, you got to stay, stay accountable for, for your goals. Right. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're not, if you don't want to stay accountable for things, like you're just cheating yourself. Right. You're, you're not, you're not actually going for your, for your full potential in the end. So.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Super, super awesome. So Justin, uh, I want to ask you, man, in closing, um, if you like, if there's somebody watching this out there right now, who might be in like in a production based business like myself, like yourself, right? Because most of the people that follow me are right. Someone in production based (laughs) business, whether they're in real estate, whether they're in sales, whether they're an executive, whatever it is. And they're the the person who's kind of sitting on the sidelines. You know, they're the person who's you know, it doesn't really take their fitness very seriously, doesn't really um have any fitness goals, they're kind of just like doing their thing. Would you recommend to that person that they set themselves a fitness goal? And what and, and 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 on top of that, would you recommend that they set a massive fitness goal? I'm curious.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that a lot of people they you know they'll set goals. Like I've even got friends that that are getting into running and they're saying, Well, I'm I'm gonna do a ten K. I'm like you're in a lot better shape than you think like set a bigger goal than that. You can do it. It's, it's, you know, when it awesome. comes to, especially something, especially something like running, like it's not, ni- it's, I don't want to say it's 90% mental, but there's a, there's a huge mental comp- component mm-hmm. to it that, you know, you just end up having to push and learn and work your way through. So mm-hmm. I think actually setting up a, uh, setting up a goal like that, like a massive fitness goal. And even if it's, you don't, you don't know what it is right off the start. Like when you and I started working together, like, I didn't, I had no aspirations of ever running a marathon, none. And then it just started kind of turned into something that I wanted to end up doing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it just, uh, it just worked out that way. Awesome. So it's good. And you, like, yeah. you know, you don't have to have your goal right off the bat. Like once you start, once you start experimenting with things and start trying out new things, that's when you might come across a goal. So. Right.
0: Right. Absolutely, man. Oh, I love it. Super, super pumped. Um, you guys, if you want to check, justin Outs. he's on instagram as which one are you on right now because you have two instagrams don't you
1: uh i'm i'm on my personal right now i'm on my personal
0: okay you're on your personal do you want me to give them your personal or do you want me to give them your anything, anything 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 okay.
1: uh like well business yeah business sure or personal whatever
0: Okay. Sounds good. Well, you tell us, tell us what they are just so anybody can look you up if they want to. Uh,
1: Personal is at young jalapeno, Y U N G jalapeno. Uh, And then my business one is great day for real estate. So obviously one's mostly for personal stuff. One's mostly for uh, business stuff.
0: Awesome. Good stuff. And if you ever need a realtor out in Winnipeg, Justin's your guy, but everybody, thank you you so much for watching. Anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, Thank you so much for listening in. If you're watching it live on any of the three platforms that we're on right now, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you all have an amazing week, and we'll see you Friday for Mr. Paul Ritsuna's episode. All right, guys? Take care. Boom.